0: Going into the Atlanta Falcons week, there's some important themes and important information that you gotta have uh, in order to get ready for this week against the Falcons. What, what, what happens with Anthony Walker? Who steps up in his position? Uh, Jacob Phillips played really well last game. Is he going to be the signal caller when the Browns have had trouble getting the signals and calls in. We'll go around the AFC North a little bit. Uh, looks like the Bengals uh, are starting to show up in the season. Ravens surprising passing game with Lamar Jackson, but, The running game doesn't look like it used to be. And then we'll do a forecast. We'll look at some of the games in the future due to injury. Some of these games have changed. Uh, You know, you're thinking a little bit in terms of we got the Patriots and the Chargers who have uh, injuries to their quarterback, which always messes you up a little bit. Always got to figure out what you're going to do without your starting quarterback. We'll get into all of these themes, all of these uh, different narratives on this episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the L O B. Brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Mr. Garrett Bush from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 92.3. The fans, the barbershop, uh, post-game coverage for Ohio State. And, of course, uh, the two-minute drill. uh, We all sit down, uh, captivate, and hopefully uh, pontificate on Brown's wins. It's been a wild, (laughs) wild ride for those three post-game shows at gbush ninety one. Um, gonna get in, into it here. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Browns fans, great weekend. Just able to kind of relax, chill. Had your win in the bag. Uh, you got to see your Cleveland Guardians uh clinch uh the AL Central. So congratulations to the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, things kind of popping right now, Cleveland football wise. With all the good that came out of Thursday night, obviously, you know there, you know, were a couple of things. Uh, Jeremiah Koromoa, They don't think it's that bad. Um, But Browns will be back in the building today. We'll get a better idea as to where Jeremiah Usu koromoa is as regards to his groin injury. Anthony Walker, uh, sadly, though, uh, absolutely blown out quad. Um, Surgery to require it. Uh, I'm sorry, surgery to uh, fix it. Anthony Walker out for the season. Tough blow here. Um, Jacob Phillips, this is a player I've always had high hopes for. Um, the thing with Jacob Phillips, though, is there's been a lot of missed time. So even after a lot of missed time as a rookie, the Browns were in a situation where Anthony Walker was a guy available in free agency, uh, wasn't expensive. So the Browns went and made that move. This, there was a guy who was a proven commodity at the time, as opposed to Jacob Phillips. They were foolish not to make the move. Uh, Anthony Walker came in for this team last year, was a solid, solid player, had been playing lights out to this point this season. There have been many, many NFL players who've talked about the influence Anthony Walker has on them as far as getting them prepped before games, you know, just the absolute intelligence in playing the position, which is required at the linebacker position. And also, Garrett, there had been talk about, you know, With all the mishaps in the secondary, you know, maybe having your signal caller be your linebacker wasn't the most advantageous thing for this defense. There's going to be a change now, obviously, in that. Anthony Walker is not going to be able to be, you know, the defensive signal caller when he's out for the year. So the question is, you know, will they give that to Jacob Phillips? Will they kick it to Jeremiah Usu koromoa will they put it on John Johnson the 3rd who did that several times in 2021 as linebackers you know obviously still in covid in 2021 guys fu- uh, fluctuating in and out of the lineup uh but some changes coming here to this Browns D and i know people still have their concerns and you know rightfully so about the Cleveland Browns defense but Garrett if we were sitting here after week 3 and we said Browns are 2 and 1 only thing we're really too concerned about right now is the secondary and its coverage. I think we'd all think it was a little crazy that this was the issue they would be having, but I think we'd all feel pretty confident in the fact that if that's the issue, uh, we just assume just based on the you know the talent within that room, they're gonna play better.
0: Well, you, you got a situation, um, you got a situation where you know you have a signal caller who goes down, and one of the most important things is getting um, calls in in a timely manner. And one of the things that I've been looking at is they've been lacklustering that for a couple of years now. Um, sometimes the, the coaches, um, sometimes they want to get into the best de- defense possible. And sometimes that causes them to, you know, go over with the fine tooth uh, comb, what call they want to make in, in certain downs, distances, and whatever has happened in the game at that time. But you have to always remember that it takes time to diagnose those things. So when you're coming in with, with a call in the huddle, the linebacker has to explain what the call is. After the linebacker does that, then the safeties can make their checks based on what you're lining up up front and base or whatever the case may be. Then on top of that, if they make any sort of substitutions, you need to adjust in terms of uh, personnel. If they come out in certain formations, you have different rules based on those certain formations, right? You may be at a zone uh, front side and a a man-to-man coverage on the backside. So you also have to diagnose what they're doing. And if you're going against a team like Kevin Stefanski, who moves multiple pieces and parts pre-snap, that's also going to stretch your communication because guys' assignments change depending on where men and the football, the hash, what's going on. So you got to be able to get that call in uh, quickly and fast. It might not be the most optimum defense, but uh, as most linebackers say, if even if I uh, make the wrong call, as long as we are all participating and executing the wrong call, we are still right in a sense, And meaning that, guess what? We call it a a, a, a cover two. We really really wanted to run cover three. But as long as everybody runs cover two, you won't have busts where people are, are running wide open. You'll still be cu- playing cover two. There's just certain parts of what they could run that could give you trouble based on, you know, just the alignment of a cover two and what parts of the field that the cover two is supposed to take away a different place. So I, I look at it like this. I think they were using Phillips as a guy who was, it was in there that one linebacker, one A and one B. Um, And Phillips had done some of that during camp. He was t- sharing some of the re- uh, reps as one of the green dots. So I, I wouldn't change it too much. I, w- I I keep exactly like it is. Um, it's just on him to make sure that he gets those calls in, gets it done accurately. And I don't wanna switch it to the secondary because frankly, the secondary gotta say, <laughs> they got their own problems getting lined up doing what they need to do, let alone lining up the whole defense. So no, I would go with Phillips uh, and see where it lays um, and then continue to move on along. Cause I think Taki Taki is, a cerebral enough guy that he could potentially line people up. He's been in the system for a long time, uh, consistent, solid guy. So th- that's what the way I would approach, um, you know, people calling the plays when you don't have Anthony Walker.
1: It, it's a tough blow because you lose the veteran of the room. And I think, you know, when chips are down – or things get tight, I think everybody kind of looks for Anthony Walker for guidance, clarification, or even just, you know, confirmation of, you know, you know little points at 11, right? Yeah, and you get that little nod from a guy like Anthony Walker. You're good, kid. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You got it. But make no mistake, the Browns, you know, drafted Jacob Phillips as a top 100 player two years ago. Um, I said at the time I would rather have Jacob Phillips where you drafted him in the 90s, where the Baltimore Ravens drafted Patrick Queen. I thought Jacob Phillips was the better player on tape at LA. LSU, Patrick Queen had a nice 9, 12, 10 game run at LSU. Jacob Phillips was the more consistent player over his time down in Baton Rouge. Um, And even as the Browns said, look, they were listed as starters. And it wasn't like trying to prop Jacob Phillips up. It was just a situation of, look, Jacob Phillips is healthy now. We do have Anthony Walker, but we feel Jacob Phillips is a good enough player that he would be starting here. It's just that we were, you know, the Browns were in a position where they just had two really good middle linebackers. Um, and part of it was for the fact, you know, to cover, uh, you know, Phillips health, but you saw Thursday night and you saw a guy who was ready to go. And you saw, I think Jacob Phillips is kind of like a, like a street player. Once, you know, once one play happens, then all of a sudden now you see two, three, four, and then the sack. Um, So for him, you know, it's going to be a huge, huge opportunity here. If the secondary is having issues between the four, five of them, as opposed to what they're supposed to be doing. The last thing they have to be doing is making sure that defensive line knows what's going on. The linebackers know what's going on. So maybe just make the transition to Jacob Phillips. And look, in year three, uh, as a third round pick, ideally the plan was for Jacob Phillips to not you know, be the starting linebacker for this team years ago. Not just now. Um, but it is the way it worked out. So, you know, Brown's used some hiccups to come, and we'll see where we're at with Jeremiah Usu-Koromoa. Um, you know, a, a little bit of an extended rest because they did play Thursday night. I'm not necessarily sure that means he's going to be a line to go Sunday in Atlanta. You know, we'll find out soon enough. Uh, for a lot of Brown's players, this is going to be kind of a homecoming. Brown's got a lot of guys from the Southeast, and I'm sure they're looking for that opportunity, you know, down, you know, play in front of, you know, family, friends, that type of thing. Some more Ravens. Looking really good through the air, which is something we have not seen at this consistency level, you know, for them during uh, the Lamar Jackson era. Cincinnati Bengals kind of got off the schneid a little bit yesterday. We're going to peek in over there. And then a couple games down the road here that maybe uh, look a little more favorable, advantageous for the Cleveland Browns than they did earlier in the year. All that and more. Jeff Floyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked on Browns. As everybody knows, the last couple of years have been difficult. Locked in your house for as much as you were, you know, What do you do? Who do you talk to? A therapist can be someone that's not just a problem solver. They make it easier for you to accomplish your goals. No no matter how big they are, no matter how small they are. Uh, If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's accessible. It's affordable. And it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey. And you can switch therapists at any time. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com. Slash locked on Browns today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash
0: xxx com. Welcome back to the Locked on Brown podcast. Uh, G Bush, Jeff Lloyd. Um, Browns coming up with a big time uh, victory on Thursday night. And if you don't, if you want to catch all of our post game action, um, please go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On um, Browns podcast. Hit the notification bell. And once you hit that notification bell, what will happen is you'll get that that a uh, notification on your phone, via email, or uh, via text saying, hey, the uh, Locked On Browns podcast is going on. The Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show uh, postgame is going on. So it had already come. All you got to do is click on the link, and you'll be, uh, you know, put it right into the chat. Um, and it's been a great, uh, great couple, three weeks that we've started this thing because we've had major drama every single week, even going back to last week, <laughs> where it's coming down to a onside kick. So, you know, you know, that type of excitement is really great. And, and, and plus this is really a good look because at the end of the day for us, we're trying to give you your access to get your first interaction. A lot of the other, the, uh, other places and other post game shows, you got to wait an hour, 45 minutes. You know, if you want to wait and, and hear what guys got to say from the podium, or more, you have to wait and listen to commercials. By the time they done did all that, you guys could have already got your feel of the Cleveland Browns and, and coming from Locked on Brown podcast and ultimately Cleveland sports show. But to do that, you got to subscribe and make sure you continue to support uh, Locked on Browns wherever you download or get your podcasts. Um, first a segment, we talked a little bit about JOK, Anthony Walker, a little bit of an injury spell for the Browns. Anthony Walker's out for the year. Um, JOK looks like he has a pool growing, so we don't know his availability yet. We'll find that out on um, Wednesday and Thursday as we more get throughout the week and see how he practices. Um, but moving forward, we want to take a look at around the AFC North. Um, obviously this is a place and I I think this is going to be one of the things you really got to look forward to is the AFC North, uh, is going to be a knockdown drag out all year. And if you're just getting in the game, trying to, you know, joust for, for playoffs or wild cards, that's not the way to be. If you want to secure your, your, your right to get in the playoffs, the best way to do that is to win your division. The Browns are currently in first place. So let's keep that, that momentum up. Pittsburgh Steelers, um, we played them. They look like they're in the midst of a quarterback change. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, Pickett any day now. Uh, so they are a work I in progress. I think Mr. Trubisky's played well, but Mr.
1: Bisky hasn't played well enough. He has not played well enough for the fact that you spent a first-round pick on a 24-year-old quarterback. He's, mm-hmm. he's not played well enough to stop the plan of moving to Kenny Pickett. And, you know, at one and two – um haven't looked good you know for Pittsburgh I'm sorry I, I don't get what they're doing and I know he was pretty vocal about the fact he's going to continue with Mitch Trubisky then if that's the case what know what did you draft Kenny Pickett for because Mitch Trubisky should not be road blocking anybody from a quarterback
0: gig super facts I, I think when you look at Kenny Pickett uh I, I'm always a, a, a guy who says listen if it's even close I'm playing a young guy if it's like it, you you so for me to play the veteran the veteran has to be head and shoulders better than your young guy and rolling and hot and the team is behind him. So um I, I would have already made that move if not this week, probably last week. So you go into the Baltimore Ravens. One thing that we've seen, Jeff, and I'll ask you about this. We haven't seen um their passing game is 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 prolific as it's been. Um there they were usually a read option, one two look. Um, dump it down and then you know what their best option is is Lamar Jackson scrambling around trying to find somebody either running to get some yardage or or trying to extend plays but they've done a much better uh, job in these first two games of throwing the ball from the pocket completing balls down the field and actually being an aerial assault team Uh, what are your thoughts on how they've evolved a little bit is this a mirage or is this something that do you believe they can keep up I think the
1: issue with the Ravens was is they never knew exactly what wide receivers worked with Lamar Jackson. There has been a million wide receivers in Baltimore in the time that Lamar has been there. And even still, year in, year out. And this hasn't changed. His number one option, his best option, obviously, is Mark Andrews, the tight end. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal player at the position. Um, But he brought in a player, Rashad Baton. Ridiculous player, solid player, great route runner. You've uh surrounded him with some you know jukey wide receivers, some guys who can make plays with their feet, you know, yards after the catch guys. Devin Duvernay had another touchdown yesterday. So for the Ravens, it's it, it's just trying to find out what works with Lamar. And it's difficult when you when you have a quarterback who's best asset, and I'm not knocking Lamar in any way whatsoever. His arm, he's got a solid NFL arm, but we all know what he can do with his legs. So that is always You know, his best option, again, not a knock on his arms, but the guy is just absolute gasoline-causing fire with his legs. And it's an absolute horror for defenses to know that he has that uh, at any time in the back to work. So I think they found a really, really good job here in starting to match some receivers that work well with him and Bateman, Duvernay, obviously another one here. The thing with the Ravens is, is, you know, what's going to happen when they're going to actually have to run the ball? And what's going to happen if it's only going to be Lamar that can run the ball. J.K. Dobbins was back yesterday. Uh, wasn't himself. And I'll, I'll be honest, for J.K. Dobbins, this seems a little weird. You know, when ACL, this was a year ago, August, um, you know, that he tore the ACL. Uh, you know, it seems a little late for him to still be looking, you know, a little rusty, a little slow out the gate. Who knows every, you know, just because you say ACL, it doesn't mean every single one is exactly the same, you know, but J.K. Dobbins, it seems like the recovery has been a little bit slower. I love J.K. Dobbins coming out of Ohio State. I thought he was a fantastic player, but they're not running the ball very well unless it is Lamar Jackson to this point. So that's something to watch out for for the Ravens. But the, the evolution of this passing game uh, and the fact that, you know, it, it, Lamar can just go out there and do it that way, too, almost makes him – even a little scarier now because you have better weapons around him and receivers who are better suited to him. Um, so you look at them and, and you are a little confused because you think eventually the running game is going to come around. But for the Ravens, I would say the, the evolution of the passing game is just something that A, they needed, and B, it's just another part of that offense that you're gonna be nervous about.
0: Yeah, I think what makes it so dangerous is now that you you're mixing um, the downfield pass with his uh, with, with uh, Lamar Jackson's athletic ability. So you're you looking around, moving around, he could do certain things, and uh, you know, that was that's what stretches your defense vertically as well as horizontally with with the way he could he could throw the football. Really quick, when I asked you about uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, they got off uh, to they got they were winless and, and went into uh, New York and played the Jets. Um, Joe Burrow put up some pretty good numbers. Uh, you know, it looks like Jamar Chase is now back active. active. Um, what's your thoughts on, on those guys and kind of getting off the, the Super Bowl slump? I don't know if it's the Super Bowl slump. I, I just think more than anything, I was talking to my dad, more than anything, what we get around here is like, man, the league is so competitive, man. I think a lot of times we get so caught up in saying hyperbole, he's trash, he's garbage, he's good, he's awesome and and you can't do that with the league man you can't reduce it down to you know minute things like you could go out any week and get beat and we've seen that throughout the league seen it throughout the league of teams getting beat that they probably had no no shot who would have thought chiefs go down you know they lose the game uh you know the, the packers and the buccaneers great game so i just think it's a it's Basically, do with the Bengals too. They just playing just the way the NFL works. Let's not forget they lost seven or eight games to get into the playoffs last year. Well, first thing with the Bengals, what do you look at? Joe Burrow was only
1: sacked twice. It's been the, it's been basically the mo of how the Cincinnati Bengals go for the entire time. Joe Burrow's been there. If he gets time, he's going to slice you up. I mean, he's just a straight surgeon, and he's certainly got the weapons. um The pass rush, I mean, the pass blocking had been horrible first two weeks. Um, and Joe, you know, and the other thing, this is something that wasn't, he wasn't talked about, you know, um, Joe had his, you know, what did he have the appendix removed or whatever? So the first couple of weeks, where was he, you know, was his weight where it should be? Was his stamina where it should be? Like, was he good to go, but was he 100%? Um, you know, it takes a little time. I mean, even at 20 something years old, whatever Joe Burrow is, you don't have any type of surgery and just all of a sudden, you know, two weeks later, bang, good. Let's roll. It doesn't really work that way. I think with the fact that they were able to protect yesterday, um, I think part of it was maybe going on the road. You know, you got out of Cincinnati, you were on the road. Um, and for the other thing is this was a game the Bengals lost last year. They lost to the New York Jets last year. So I'm assuming in the back of their mind, they were like, nah, we're not losing this team it's twice in two years. This team is not good enough to be beating us like this. So that's going to be the key. It's always the key for the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. If Joe Burrow has time, he's most likely going to slice you up. If it's a day where his offensive line mails it in and he's getting beat from pillar to post, You know, they can lose to anybody on any given day, and you know, as you were mentioning some of those games, because we all had the Chargers, I mean, the Jaguars rolling into LA
0: and just having their way with the Chargers yesterday, right? Yep, that that, who lost, who who bait, who bets, who bets against the Chargers in that game? Nobody, like that's just crazy. Why it just goes to show you the the unpredictability of the nature of the league. So, um, it's definitely one of those things where you're looking at it like, okay uh yeah this is this is not just because we're bad it's because you know there's very small a small difference between rosters it may be about a quarterback or maybe in the trenches a little bit but generally speaking there's not that much difference between uh perennial powers or teams that are terrible no doubt no doubt um as always we appreciate everybody who makes locked
1: on browns their first listen every single day whether it's on your favorite podcast platform or of course now on youtube Make sure you subscribe. subscribed. Make sure you got notifications on. As the content drops, you'll be notified, ready for you guys to ingest every drop of it. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked on Browns.
0: Welcome back to the Locked on Browns podcast. G. Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Uh, you know, the thing that we talk about a little bit all the time is that teams go from worst to first. Teams uh, throughout the year, you may have a team that is slated to be a Super Bowl contender or a team that is slated to be not that good. Uh, But every single year, what you have is teams move up and down in that pecking order based on certain uh, circumstances that happen. And I think we have that case right now. We've talked about when uh, the Browns schedule gets harder after after the uh, Falcons game, we start to look at exactly who we're playing. We look at some a couple of teams that are having some injury problems. We look at New England uh, and, and Mac Jones went down with a high ankle sprain. Also, you look uh, at uh, Justin Herbert in uh, LA Chargers, and he's gone down with, uh, you know, multiple rib injuries, uh, and he is day-to-day, uh, so to speak, um, but when you look at it, those two injuries to quarterbacks change your, your trajectory of the way you think about the game. Because, you know, now when you come off Atlanta, hopefully that to win, you have some momentum. Now you can potentially say, okay, well, I'm now I'm facing a, a backup quarterback in New England. You, you're saying next, the next week, Justin Herbert may be playing or may try to play in that game, but I doubt he's going to be 100%. I don't think he's going to be 100% the rest of the year. Because to be 100%, he needs to sit about a month and a half. I don't think in that competitive AFC West, he has the luxury to sit a whole month and a half. So this changes the trajectory a little bit of what you think the Cleveland Browns can do, what their upside is, and moving in towards the playoffs. Uh, your thoughts on those two guys going down and how that changes the playoff picture?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's just so much that happens in the span. Uh, you know, obviously, the NFL. I mean, you look at the Dolphins right now, 3-0, and and it looks like everything's clicking down there. Uh, you know, Buffalo loses one in Miami, and we're going to talk about the Heat. Buffalo won... The previous three contests in Miami, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Buffalo was you know because of the heat. It's the NFL. Come on, stop! I don't want to hear that nonsense. Um, But for you know the Chargers, look, Justin Herbert, it's you know it's broken rib cartilage. Um, You know how do you get that better? Uh, I would say probably not by getting hit by guys who weigh 295 pounds every six to seven days. Uh, That's no way to improve that. You know the injection, all that does is take the pain away from you know. You're playing, but I tell you what, every time he's touched, pain comes right back. Way around that. Mac Jones being carried off the field with a high ankle sprain. Look, Mac Jones is not a mobile quarterback. Uh, you know, he can move, he can, he's got a little like maybe Jacoby Brissett to him. You know, the legs aren't going to kill you in any way whatsoever. Um, but you got to be able to plant, you know, with your you know, with your drive foot, you gotta be able to, you know, plant with your plant foot. Uh, so for Mac Jones, you know, that's the question here. And now these, these are games that maybe look a little more even. Um, and I think part of this is not just necessarily the injuries to Herbert and to Mac Jones. And look, for both those guys, look, we know high ankle sprain, that's something you deal with for an entire season. Uh, you know, Herbert's, you know, I don't even think a bye week going to cover it. Um, he would have to maybe get untouched in a game going into the bye week for that maybe to give him, you know, an advantage where he's maybe starting to heal. But I also think for us, it's a lot of this is we are starting to grow more confident with Jacoby Brissett and what we think Jacoby can do. Um, There's no nonsense. He's not trying to play bigger than himself. He's not trying to make plays that aren't there. He is just doing what the offense is calling for him to do. Um, Of course, you have the advantage of that running game, and this is always going to be something that the Browns have where they can go against any opponent. And look, what is the easiest way to beat these teams with top five quarterbacks? Make the top five quarterbacks spectators. How can you do that? You can do that by running the daylight side of the ball and running it successfully. Which we know the Cleveland Browns can do. So it, maybe it opens up a little bit. But in the same respect, you know, Atlanta put up 27 yesterday in Seattle. Drake London looks like he's going to be all that in, and then some. I think Marcus Mario is playing a little bit better than anybody expected, surely a little bit better than I certainly expected. Um, so it, it's not going to be gimme this week. We're going to get into, you know, talk here this week, obviously, as we shift to the Falcons here. And once again, I hope everybody enjoyed victory weekend. Congratulations to the Guardians taking home the AL Central. Um, but, you know, fun week here. And for Browns fans, look, you're two and one. Um, yep. You know, there is the asterisk. You are. Technically in first place in the North, as you were one to zero in the division, um, which is you know just a solid spot for this team to be in. I know it cringes a lot of people that this team isn't three and zero. It is what it is at this point. Uh, maybe it was you know something you could learn from you know for this team going further. Um, but all eyes towards Atlanta on Sunday. You know then business picks up a little bit here. But as much as we thought these games were possibly da- daunting against you know the Chargers, the Patriots. Now there's some factors there on that, their side as well, Garrett.
0: Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to shape up to be a very interesting season, um, especially in the AFC. And I think that the play of Jacoby Brissett has really, um, I, I think it's galvanized and given people um, the confidence to say, hey, this team is good, man. This team, you know, as long as we keep coming out here completing passes, Jacoby Brissett right now, we to love it. Uh, he's playing like a top 12, 11, 12 quarterback. And, and i know you had your expectation levels of he's not that good oh, he we we wanted baker back well actually jacoby Brissett is better than baker mayfield i you know just <laughs> the samples is out there right he's not he's he, the balls that he is supposed to hit he's hitting the balls that he is is he supposed to get his deep shots he's been hitting those too as far as commanding uh huddle uh extending plays he's done way more than anybody has thought of you know giving him that credit for and i think when you see his play coupled with the fact that nick chubb almost looks like he he you know we talk about miles garrett wanting to be defense player of the year nick chubb looks like he wants to be the a rushing le- leader this year he looks like he wants that rushing title and to me you know he is to me right now he's the best back in the league and to me he is we've given it to jonathan taylor or we've given it to derrick henry you know we've alvin kamara has floated with that but as of today there is no better dynamic running back uh than nick chubb and all of those things give you a lot of confidence to say it's gonna be a pretty fun ride as we continue moving forward it's gonna be pretty fun man no doubt and i think for nick chubb it's like all right well And we know, look,
1: there's probably stuff Nick Chubb says within himself or too close friends, and he's never going to say anything publicly. Oh, for me to get the recognition I deserve, I got to win the rushing title? I bet. And that's what, you know, Nick has done to this point. He's been phenomenal. The thing is, the, the workload increased a little bit. But there's still ain't these Derrick Henry numbers of, you know, 30, 31, 32. They can't got to go that route, baby. When you go five a clip, well, all right, give me 20. I'll be all right. I'll, I'll do fine with just that. Um, But Nick, obviously motivated, and that's another thing going into this factor here is, you know, Nick Chubb, you know, uh, Kareem Hunt, a lot of physicality, got through three games, is what, just got a nice fat 10-day rest before they go play Atlanta, uh, you know, should be feeling good, should be feeling, you know, really, really, you know, ready to rock, and, you know, for Nick, it's a homecoming, going back to the state of Georgia, you know, we performed so well for the Bulldogs, so certainly it'll be fun to watch here, lots to get to this week. Um, as Brown shifts here into week four road game against the Atlanta Falcons who came off a win yesterday against the Seattle Seahawks, uh, some young players, some young talent. I don't think Atlanta is all the way there yet. Um, you know, certainly in the future of the position is something I have to address. So we got here, uh, you know, Anthony Walker out for the year. How are the Browns going to address that? Uh, who will be the new signal caller of this defense? Um, a little bit on Baltimore and Cincinnati. You know, Baltimore, you know, the next evolution of that offense. Cincinnati getting right a little bit here, maybe figuring out the pass rush. And, you know, some games coming up here for the Browns that once really looked like they were, you know, a daunting, daunting task. But, you know, things start to level themselves out a little bit as you get closer and closer to each game. He used Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, live Monday through Friday, 11 to 1 on YouTube. Make sure you're checking that out. The uh, Barbershop, 92.3 The Fan, every Saturday morning. Numerous other appearances, post-game Buckeye coverage, post-game Browns coverage, a two-minute drill. Make sure you're checking all that out. Follow Garrett at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show, Locked on Browns, follow back account. DMs are always open. Appreciate you all who make Locked on Browns your first listen. Every day, whether it is on your favorite podcast app or, of course, YouTube, make sure you're following. Subscribed, notifications on, get all the content as it drops. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.